Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and today's podcast is on serial killers Alton Coleman and Deborah Brown. Um, Alton Coleman and his girlfriend, Deborah Brown, went on a two-month killing spree back in 1984 that left uh, eight people dead and across um, several states in the Midwest. So we're going to talk about that, um, but before we do... Uh, let me introduce our panel. Oh, we have a new, um, what is it? It's not a logo. What is our new motto? Motto. Saying. Motto. Slogan. Theme. Slogan. Theme. And it's History Dweebs, where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Isn't that cool? It is. Well, because, you know, we've been try- I've been trying to figure out how we tie in serial killers with history all this time. If we kind of started this as a history podcast, strictly history podcast, and then we kind of went off to the dark side. So that's going to be our motto. Uh, anyway, let me do introductions. I, I, then I got a question. How come you two always want to just do serial killers? I don't. Brandy is, the, I mean, that's, I know. A, that's her It's the dark suit. queen over here who wants to do serial killers. But our, our, our listeners like serial killers. Murders and things. You some sick bastards out there too, but we're yeah. glad you're listening. Yeah, and even even if you have serious problems, we're glad mm-hmm. you're listening to us. But anyway, let me introduce our panel. I am joined by probably one of the finest women I've ever met. What the hell? He's talking yeah. about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about Mother Teresa because <coughs> she is being canonized. But I am also, uh, but I am joined the by... The canonizing her. Yeah. Mother Teresa? Yeah. I think that's a rip-off, man, because I'm not it sure. Is. I'm not sure, because you have to have two miracles. Mm-hmm. One of those was a card trick. And one of them was the 67 Mets. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, another lady that I've met in my life is um, the very talented and lovely multi-color-haired... Brandy, how are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you today? You're quickly becoming quite the star in the ain't, podcast world. Ain't nobody going to canonize this one over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, Although, do, do I, they, maybe I should be. Do they have, like, a, um, you know, does, does the Satanist have their own, like... Uh, yeah, their own Satan saints. Satan saints. Hatred saints of Satan. Yeah. Do you guys have that, your your folks? Yeah. Do you? I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know that? 
Well, I did. You go to all the meetings. I thought you maybe do, it comes up. Yeah, you do worship the dark. I don't friends. have time for meetings. Does uh, Satan have a Facebook page? Mm-hmm. Probably. God does. I yeah. follow him. Randy liked it. It's yeah. kind of awesome. Uh, and of course, we're also joined by the much loved, uh, much admired, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the um, Honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Honorable's pushing it. Pushing it. Well, you can ask your mother about the Colonel pushing it, but... Gross. I'd like to give you some... Uh, well, she could me, say I'm, that about your mother, but your mother is dead. My Still, mama is dead. My mama she died got of the can- cancer. They got the cancer. Oh, God, I'm so tired of hearing about that. She was the one... Now, you talk about canonization. That's a woman that should be canonized. Your mom? My mama. Yeah, yeah uh, she was a saint. My mama was a saint. She was she was just one in a million, Timmy. I'm sure now, she was. I'm doing wonderful, Timmy. Uh, apparently, the Star Wars movie came out today. Is that the right? Last night? Last night. Or last night. We, we, we released our podcast on the uh, chicken coop murders to um, compete with Star mm-hmm. Wars. So. And apparently we're doing pretty well. Yeah, we're hanging in there. Yeah. yeah, we are. We might not yeah. bring in a billion dollars like they will, but, you know. We're, but we're not it. in this for the money. We're in here to educate the Obviously, listeners. Obviously, since we're, we don't generate any money. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I, and I thought we were going to have a discussion about that after the show. But well, can I Colonel, ask you one thing, Colonel? How's, yeah. that, how's our YouTube channel coming along? You know, it's coming along pretty good. Now, I got a... Uh, is it? It is. It is. Uh, and I expect by next week it'll be up and running. You have a computer at home? Well, what the hell? <laughs> Who in the hell in this country well, don't just, have a computer? I'm, Lots of I'm just... We're just... I, what I'm trying to do is establish where we're at. and well, I'm trying to get a timeline on your project. Well, West Virginia, for Christ's sake, where you got to go to the library to find a computer. I'm, 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 trying, to, a computer I'm trying to get a timeline on when we can expect this YouTube page to be up. Well, I'm trying to get a timeline on when I can get a damn paycheck from you. Once you start generating income. You're not generating any income. Well, we would have some if we had a YouTube page. Yes. So, um, how's that going, Colonel? It's going wonderfully, Timmy. I'm sorry I shared my nachos with you. <laughs> Continue. Do we have any shout-outs? I got a few. Um, there's we, a couple people who mentioned us on the Thinking Sideways group, and we appreciate that. Um, Allie, Katrina, uh, Brittany Nicole, and Nikki C. Big Nikki C. She uh, she part of the Gambino crew uh, up in she? New York. Nikki C., yeah. Um, we're the people on our Facebook page. Now we have Tara, Tara O, who, yeah. uh, she's from Ireland. She's a wee little lass. And, uh, she lives near the park where the Caesar sisters buried the victim's head. Oh, And possibly cool. the penis. Dig around there and see if you can come up with a penis for us, Tara. It was, uh, yeah, we might not want her to do that. <laughs> yeah, and... She invited us over for a cuppa. Well, uh, and you know... Irish people talk funny, so you don't really... You got to be careful when you say, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Because they do crazy things, and they'll invite you along to do crazy things with them. Yes. So you got to be very, very careful. She invited Brandy over for a drink. So she likes Brandy. Well, see, that's the first red flag that flies in my head. Who else we got a shout-out for? We got uh, Christy Lynn, who... uh, Loyal, loyal listener. We love Christy. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Robbins mm-hmm. um, and Anthony Robbins. 
No, Anthony Robbins. Tony Robbins. He's been watching the show. No, no, he doesn't. Listening to the show. Um, Mary Ray, we appreciate. Brittany Nicole, I think we already mentioned her. Gene, you're quite funny. Uh, Gene, I would stay away from the devil. When when the devil makes comments on the Facebook page, don't even respond to her. I mean, because then what happens is you get sucked into this vortex of evil. Yeah. It's just a bad, bad thing. Um, And you're encouraging inappropriate behavior on Brandy's part. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when we got our Facebook page shut down for a week because the devil was posting topless pictures? Yeah. That was not cool. Mark Zuckerberg did not not like it. Did not like it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't hate. Okay. Um, So thank you all of you for listening and your comments on... um, Facebook and comments you may place other on other websites because and we do owe somebody uh, I believe it was Brittany we owe an eight by ten color glossy photo of the Colonel and his loyal dog Rudy yes, um, yes but she did. has yet to give us our address when she gives us our address that will be on its way we're getting a lot of requests for uh, I also want to give a shout out to Charles who listens to all of our podcasts he's a really nice guy we're getting a lot of um, requests for photos of us and we haven't. We we haven't intentionally um, um, not put a photo up, but we, we I mean, because we can be found on Facebook, and you can probably find us pretty quickly with any research. But we just haven't done a team photo. We, I don't. We don't really feel the need to. We're not really photogenic. No, we're not. We have faces for radio. Yeah. We well, have. you know, now, if it would, it got to be, you know, but now the colonel, you know, I'm a teetotaler now. Yeah. To me. I, uh, I, I like to live, I'm a straight edge purist. I'm a pure man. I know that. Uh, body, spirit, all that pure. You're pure. Uh, but back in, driven what? back in the day, let's say it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, the colonel done knocked back a half bottle of tequila. Yeah. Um, you know, I give the devil some consideration. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say we're all um, photogenic, you know, and and, and that wasn't so horrible. Um, me and you are not especially handsome men, but we have other traits and qualities that uh, that. Well, yeah, we have money, uh, and yeah, yeah. No, check doesn't. Oh well, my wife has some. Actually, money. I don't have any money either. I just. Tell them in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you must. Yeah. So anyway, um, we, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure something out about a photo. Some, some maybe do a character or something of us. Anyway, let's get on to the today's story about serial killers Alton Coleman and his girlfriend, Deborah Brown. And I especially don't like these people because they kill right in our city, too. Yes. They, they, some of their victims were here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they were spread. I mean, they, they did their dastardly deeds all over the Midwest. Alton Coleman, let's start with him. Uh, he was born on, in November of 1955 in Waukegan, Illinois. And if you're familiar with the Chicago area, you know that Waukegan is a suburb of Chicago. And um, he was born in a poor neighborhood. He was the bastard middle child of three boys and two girls. Is that a little harsh? Mm-hmm. I'm the bastard middle child. Well, you won't feel bad later on when you find out what he's done. Um, his mother first gave birth to him when she was only 14 years old. So she was a young mother. And according to police records, she was a known prostitute. So she was what we would call a whore. A whore. <laughs> 
Yeah. She was tooting. She was tooting. Tooting? What? Tooting. Prostitute tooting. Oh, because oh, in my house I that means like farting. She was a whore. Yeah. In our house that means farting. All right. Anyway, Alton's mother showed little or no interest in him when he was born. Probably because he was an asshole. Well, he was just born. I'm going to be an asshole with well, you birth. They are. <laughs> All right. He was, well, a, he was a he was a bastard. Well, uh, she showed little or no interest uh, in him, and um, she shoved him off into her uh, to her mother, Alma Hosey, Hosa, Alma uh, Hosa. Alma. According to Alma, uh, Coleman's mother threw him away just like you throw away garbage. Mm-hmm. That was a quote. I should have used that. I should have said quote unquote. Threw him away just like you, you throw away garbage. Anyway, in school, Alton earned the nickname of Pissy. Not because of his poor attitude, but because he seemed to have a tendency to wet his pants quite often. He, he was. Every kid's got one of those. One of those. Every school got one of those kids that want to piss on themselves all the time. Well, apparently. Young Alton was that student, and um, did you guys have any problems with pissing on yourself? No. Like, I, I mean, as a child or an adult? Some, well, as an adult, that's different, but somehow, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I didn't piss on myself when I was in school. Did you went to bed? No. Did you set fires? Was you cruel to animals? I uh, yeah, she got the yeah. triad. Yeah. Right. I think well, she I don't. I set fi- she I don't set think fires. I set fires. Wait, now I'm. I'm you're mean to animals. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know if I set any fires. I don't believe I was. You're mean, mean to humans. Yeah, you are mean to humans. Well, I that's you know. If you, no, when I was in the fifth grade, Timmy. That. I'm in the fifth grade. You peed your pants. Nope. Damn it. Sitting sitting behind me as a kid. Just he, he's just an unruly child. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he might have been a bastard too. Um, name name of Dean Bocock. Really, Dean Bocock. That was his real name, Dean Bocock. Yeah, sounds French. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you could imagine that he took. Uh, now Dean had a la- little bit of a nasty disposition. He was like, you know, because he had Otis T. Bass or whatever. Uh-huh. So you didn't really want to mess with Dean too much about the name. But Dean had to go to the bathroom, and Dean was a known rebel rabble rouser. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know. So, so he was it, badass. It raised. He wasn't a badass. He just. He was just. Just. He just didn't want to fool with him. Troublemaker. Yeah. And so he raised his hand. Said, "Miss Shackleford, I need to go to the bathroom." She yeah, was well, like, "What was her name?" Mrs. Shackleford. She was my fifth grade teacher. Fud. Okay, go ahead. And uh, Miss Shackleford said, "No, Dean, you can't go to the bathroom." Mm-hmm. Because Dean had been asking to sharpen his pencil, get a drink of water, do this, do that. Oh, morning, just aggravating. He's a malcontent. He was a he was a, he was a, a malcontent. Well. A nerdy well, if you will. Dean whipped his tallywhack out right in his seat and pissed on the floor. <laughs> but next time she said yes. Right, she did say yes the next time. We didn't see Dean for about three weeks in school. There you go. He's in solid. <laughs> he was a co twelve. Yeah, he was a guy. Yeah, he's a. Once you pull your wiener out in class, there's really no going. You back know, they're probably that. more strict on that now than they were back in the day. I believe now they got a zero tolerance <laughs> for a wiener, zero wiener tolerance, zero wiener tolerance yeah. policy. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Okay, anyway, back to young Alton or Pissy, as he's known by his classmates. Um, Pissy uh, Coleman eventually dropped out of school. Uh, that's a surprise. Dropped Shocking. out. Dropped out of grade school. 
There you go. <laughs> Well, he could see the track that he was on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what, why, do I why bother? Yeah, you know, third grade, I've got enough. Anyway, he began working part-time in a kitchen in a local veterans hospital. So, he, you know, he's doing something productive. Mm-hmm. As he grew up, he got a new nickname on the street, and it was Big Al. Big Al. Big Al. Now, see, they call me Big Hawk sometimes. They yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is related to his tallywhacker or not, but... They called him Big Al, uh, and he was known to carry a knife and to have a very bad temper, uh, not a good combination. Yeah. Uh, he often ran with gangs in, in the Waukegan area, and uh, he was just, you know, he was, he just had a really nasty uh, disposition. disposition, yeah. He had uh, quickly uh, accumulated a numerous arrests under his belt, most dealing with um, sexual-related crimes. Ew. So he was a dirty bastard. Well, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was a dirty, pissy bastard. Dirty, pissy bastard. Ain't, ain't nothing worse than somebody groping you that dumb pissed all over. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in 1973, uh, Alton, or pissy, was charged with the robbery, kidnapping. <laughs> you find robbery and kidnapping funny, do you? No. <laughs> no. Did you won't let the pissy go? <laughs> I know. Thank God you were that guy. Yeah. Uh, pissy was charged with robbery, <laughs> kidnapping, and rape of an unidentified elderly Waukegan woman. I don't know why she was unidentified, but she was. He quickly plea bargained and received... Two, a two to six year sentence for robbery, and he was placed in the Joliet, Joliet State Prison. Now, Colonel, isn't the Joliet, Joliet State Prison, isn't that where the Blues Brothers were? The Joliet State Joliet, Prison. Yeah. It was the Blues Brothers, yeah. Yeah. So he was in Joliet. Uh, while serving time there, he was accused <laughs> of um, numerous times of molesting other inmates. No, that shit ain't cool. Well, prisoners don't like that. Especially, they don't like it, and you know what? You don't want to be on the bunk below pissy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or you don't want, I mean, you don't want to even be in the same cell. No, well, yeah. You sure Pissy. don't want to be in the showers with pissy. No, pissy peeing on you, he's sodomizing <laughs> you, he's doing all kinds yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. So, um, a psychiatric profile of young pissy uh, identified him not as uh, homosexual, not as heterosexual, not as bisexual, but as pansexual. Willing to have intercourse with any object, man, woman, or child. There you go. Oh, that, that would be pretty much you, Timmy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, even I have some... Discussion. See, I thought pan... You know what I thought pansexual was? Frank, no, pan- having sex. sex in Panama? When they say... Having sex in a, on a pan. <laughs> no, when they say, like, pan-American. Yeah. I thought pansexual meant just like, okay, I like... Colombian, I like gotcha. uh, Latino. You thought I, it was like the Pan American Games. Right, yeah. right. I thought pansexual meant that. Well, apparently not. So he, he would just have any sex, <laughs> apparently anything, any person, any object. Uh, he'd probably have sex with a refrigerator or whatever. Okay. Weird. So once on once free on parole, Pissy, Pissy waited no time getting arrested again for rape on two separate occasions in the early 1980s. Although both times he was acquitted when the jury believed his victims had consented to sex. Yeah, because everyone's dying to have sex with With pissy. pissy. All right. 
Well, well, maybe he quit pissing himself. I don't know, maybe he was a big owl, and I don't know. But anyway, Pissy married a young teenage girl. Uh, however, their marriage did not last very long. They had some difficulties. As Shocked. Most, <laughs> most young couples do. Shocking. And he, they were trying to work through them. But after six months, uh, his new bride left him and arranged for police protection <laughs> while, her, while she moved out her belongings. Um, she later stated that she could no longer take Pissy's fascination with bondage, young girls, and violent sex. So, young well, you Pissy... you sound like a quitter, Mrs. Pissy. <laughs> you could have hung Nobody it out Nobody likes a quitter. Does marriage, is marriage like, not sacred at all to you, Miss Pissy? I would like for you to meet my husband. His name is Pissy. <laughs> okay. Children uh, can be cruel. Now, ex-husband. I bet when she was introducing him to her girlfriends when they were married, it was Big Al. And as soon as they got divorced... He was Pissy. Again. She started calling him Pissy. Okay. So in the summer of 1983, when I was 22 years old, Pissy was charged with taking indecent liberties with a child, which was his own niece. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, not cool at all. Now you know what I call for. The Colonel Justice. The Colonel Justice. You got that right. Uh, however, the charges were quickly dropped when the child's mother changed her story and claimed that the uh, accusations were false. Now... Apparently, she was terrified of uh, Alton, uh, Coleman, Pissy Coleman, uh, and that's why she changed her mind. Uh, despite um, despite all of these these trials and tribulations that young uh, Mr. Coleman was going through, he would soon find love, and that would be in the person of one Deborah Denise Brown. Ugh. At age twenty one. Deborah Brown ended an, her engagement to be married, left her family, and joined Alton Pissy Coleman, a sadistic rapist and murderer. During the summer of 1984, and what her attorneys described as a slave-master relationship, I'm sure you're very familiar with that, Colonel. Well, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, but yeah. You've done some role play. You've done some... Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you've done some fifty grades of shade. Uh, grades of shade. Fifty, fifty, 50 shades, shades of colonel. Yeah. fifty shades of the colonel. <laughs> fifty shades of it. How about you, Brandy? Tell us about your fed life. I don't think so. Oh, come on, come, come on. on, share just one, just one little fetish or role play that you've done in your life. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you, but thanks for on. asking. Just tell us about the time you dressed up like a nurse for Dave. Yeah. Tell us about the cat o nine tails that you yeah. have in your possession. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell. Talk about uh, I know, right? Let's say, let's say, let's say if you were okay. Let let mm-hmm. let's say we, we we're doing one of those what ifs. Yeah. If you were to be in that type of relationship, hypothetically, hypothetically, what particular role would you play? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you know she'd be the we're master. Not, we're not doing she that. with Atrix. She come out Mistress with that big Brandy. hood on her face. Yeah, <laughs> we're not doing that ball gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't talk about my part-time work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those of you who are interested in hiring a dominatrix, mm-hmm. contact uh, Miss Brandy. I believe she Mistress got a, Brandy. I believe she got her own podcast for that too. <laughs> yeah, she's not telling. It's so a live that. feed. Yeah, you can't because you can get hurt. You do that stuff a, wrong uh, to me. You know, you know what you need to do would be a, a financial dom, where they just pay you to like cuss them out or whatever, send you. Oh yeah, chat. I could do that. You'd yeah. be good at that. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, that's. 
I'm a bit of an artist that, that, when it comes to obscenity. That's the career path you should be on. A bit of an artist when it comes to obscenity. Yeah, I don't want to brag. Okay, back to uh, De- Deborah. Pissy. No, Deborah Denise Brown. So Deborah Denise Brown meets up with Pissy Coleman, Alton Pissy Coleman. Now, did they call Deborah Brown Shardy? Mm. Shardy. <laughs> I don't know. She was short though. She's gassy. Not short. <laughs> no, I said she was short though. Okay, during I'm talking about Shardin. I know, but I said she's short. All right. Anyway, during the summer of 1984, and what her I already said that. And what her attorney <laughs> it, it sounds better even the second time around. See, you're confusing me. And what her attorneys described as a slave master relationship. Yeah, bullshit. The two went on a uh, uh, a, a rape and killing spree in Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. Basically, the Big Ten conference. They didn't have no. <laughs> right. They didn't have enough money for Disneyland. Yeah, I guess not. They didn't. They kind of stayed in the. They mostly targeted. They were African American, and they targeted at other African Americans. Uh, um, they would befriend strangers, then assault them after they befriended. Because it's hard to befriend them. After you've assaulted them. <laughs> it makes yeah. it more tricky. Yeah, and sometimes raping and murdering them. It's even harder then. It's harder yeah. to mend fences after you've well, and you only assaulted have a narrow and window them. between the time you rape them and murder them yeah. to befriend them. Yeah. So, especially if you're being pissy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not only did their uh, victims include adults, which would be bad enough, but they also included children and the elderly. So they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to have some of the criminal justice before this is all said and done. But let's go on and have Brandy tell us their dastardly deeds. So soon after the summer of 1983 incident, Alton was accused of raping a 14-year-old Waukegan girl at Knife Point. Um, he also became a suspect in the rape and murder of 15-year-old Gina Frazier. Uh, the reduction of bail in the Waukegan case put him on the streets to launch a homicidal rampage almost beyond belief and put him on the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah, he kind of went... So I they mean, let him out on bail. Yeah, they, good move there. He... Um, most of their murders occurred in a very short period of time. Yes. Like I don't remember these. I remember mm-hmm. they came into Ohio and we weren't allowed to play outside. Yeah. Because while you were 20-some years old, I was in like third grade. Well, one of the families they killed, you'll get into that, mm-hmm. is Nam Walters. I, um, well, I'm sure they were related to you somehow because death follows you. They were from Norwood. Uh, I could tell you the whole story, but I'll let you go ahead and do hey, it. I appreciate that. Uh, so... He surprise surprise Alton jumps bail. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect somebody named Pissy to do that. No, you think Pissy would be an honorable man. You, you would, would think, think so. So he jumps bail and he flees with his new girlfriend Deborah Denise Brown. Bet she was hot. Yeah, uh, and he met her at a Waukegan bar. She was not hot, dude. There was nobody home. That, I know, I know, I know. Oh, was, she was just a hot mess. She yeah. was dirt ugly. But eventually, they decide they're going to settle down in Gary, Indiana, home to Michael Jackson. Yes, the Jackson Five. Yes. All the Jacksons, not just Michael. Well, Tito. Don't leave out Tito. I cannot leave out Tito. I don't believe uh, Jerome. Jermaine. Jermaine, yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine. Jermaine, I believe he was born somewhere else. No, you don't. Jermaine was adopted. You don't believe that. What about, uh, what's the girl's name? Janet Latoya. 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 Yeah. Uh, She is actually Michael Jackson. 
You never see them together. They look just alike, and you well, never you see them together. together. Yeah, Michael's dead. So yeah, is he? Is he? <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm saying. All right, go ahead. Let's get back to. So on May 29th Kissy. of 1984, a nine-year-old Vernita Wheat disappeared after her mother let her accompany one Robert Knight in quotes to Waukegan from her Kenosha, Wisconsin home to retrieve a stereo system. Uh, the video. What what is he doing? If he's in Gary, Indiana, what's he doing up in? He's all over Kenosha. The place too. He's still in cars. They're still in cars. They're all over the place. You know these serial killers are mobile people. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, a photo lineup quickly identified him, Robert Knight, as Alton Coleman. So On, he lied. I again. Pissy, you can't trust Pissy. You, can, you cannot. You cannot trust. take word from Pissy. No. no. On June 18, 1984, Alton and Deborah abducted seven-year-old Tamika Turks and her Aww. nine-year-old and her nine-year-old aunt while walking near Aww. their home Wait in Gary, Indiana. I don't know how that works. So she's older than her aunt. No. Okay. She's seven. Okay. And her aunt is nine. They don't seem to be much age difference between the two. Well, that is got correct. A big gap between look age at you, mathematician. Between, yeah. That's why. And sister. There's Look at you. I just I just like when there's your traditional un- uncle, aunt, and niece, nephew. Right. Where they're not, you know, at the, basically the same age group. I know. It throws me off, too. But they were walking back. Because sometimes you have it where they were, the niece or nephew is older, right? Huh? You could have a situation it's where... It's possible. Yeah. What the hell is your fascination with this? I just, I just like... I'm a traditionalist. That's all I'm So, saying. yeah, that's that's what you are. You're from... What are you from? Chillicothe or some shit? Yeah, Portsmouth. What, Portsmouth, where your uncle can be your cousin and your brother and everything else down there? Wow. That's hurtful, Dottie. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm not Dottie. Sure what, sorry, Dottie. I did not mean that. No. But you did. Anyway, but I, the people down in Portsmouth are a little peculiar. You're a little peculiar. They're from Ohio, okay. and they're too cl- damn close to West Virginia. I know. And they give all us Buckeyes a bad name. We're going to focus, though, for a second. Yeah, let's focus on Pissy instead of Tim. We're going to focus on Pissy, and st- this Pissy instead of that Pissy. That Pissy, yeah. <laughs> so, so they were walking back from a candy store. They were going home from a candy store, and they were confronted by Miss Brown and Pissy. And they, con- they convinced the girls to walk into the woods to play a game. Uh, Coleman and Brown took the two young children to a secluded wooded area. Uh, Alton placed his hand over Tamika's mouth as she started to struggle. That doesn't sound like a very fun game to me. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Once there, they removed Tamika's shirt and tore it into small strips, which they used to bind and gag the children. When Tamika began to cry, Brown held her nose and mouth while Coleman stomped on her chest. Jesus, sweet Lord. Yeah, it gets worse. Uh, I'm so glad you gave me this part. Yeah. After carrying Tamika a short distance away, Annie was forced to perform oral sex on both brothers. Holy Christ. We can't skip over some of this and just say they did No, because it it goes to the, uh, just how sick these people were. These were some depraved some bitches. Yeah, yeah. Perform oral sex on both Brown and Coleman, then Coleman raped her. Uh, They then choked her until she was unconscious. When she awoke, they were gone. Tamika was found dead in the bushes nearby, strangled with an elastic strip of bed sheet. The same fabric was later found in the apartment shared by Coleman and Brown. Angered by the young girl's resistance, Coleman began to viciously stomp her face and chest with his feet. So it's well, not what just... resistance? He choked her down and... It's not just... Well, it, Tamika. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just... Um, 
you know, raping them and, and, and even killing them. It's, it's doing a, it, I mean, there's so much stomping on the anger chest to and, death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evidence of a remarkably similar murder in Ohio was admitted at trial. These acts proved to be part of a Midwestern crime spree by Coleman and Brown that included up to eight murders, seven rapes, three kidnappings, and 14 armed robberies. Um, Let's see. Annie received cuts so deep that her intestines were protruding into her vagina. Afterwards, he strangled her and left her for dead. Unbeknownst to Brown and Coleman, the younger girl only blacked out when she awakened. She stumbled out of the woods and was discovered by a local man. She was immediately taken to a local hospital where she was treated for her severe injuries. And she was very, very lucky. Very, well, very lucky to survive, but I mean, man, well, she's she traumatized. She's uh, damaged for life. Yeah, not only physically, but emotionally. Yeah. Um, they launched a, ter- a search for Tamika, and on June 19th of 1984, her body was found in a swampy area of the woods. The same day, the decomposing remains of Vernita Wheat were discovered in Waukegan in an abandoned building. During this time, the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit in Quantico began to prepare a profile on Alton Coleman to assist police in their search. Um, The same day those bodies were found, 25-year-old Donna Williams disappeared after last being seen with a nice couple from Boston. On June 24, 1984, Uh, Coleman and Brown accosted a Detroit woman at Knife Point and demanded that she drive them to Ohio. She amazingly was able to save herself by intentionally smashing into a truck and fleeing on foot. She's smart. Smart lady. Mm -hmm. The couple quickly fled in her damaged vehicle, so they just took off in it. On June 27, 1984, the stolen 1976 model car was found abandoned in in a southwest Detroit alley. On June 28, 1984, Coleman and Brown invaded the Dearborn Heights suburb home of 62-year-old Palmer Jones and his 50-year-old wife, Maggie. They were beaten mercilessly with a club and robbed of $86 in their late model automobile. And see, now, why don't you just take the money, take the car, and leave the elderly couple alone? On June 30th of that year, Coleman and Brown carjacked two men. And why are they going through cars like toilet paper? That's what I don't understand. I guess you got to switch cars when you're stealing them. Yeah, I guess. Uh, On June 30th, Coleman and Brown carjacked two men at gunpoint, throwing one, he was an invalid, out of the moving car. The other man... (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. You're taking a cripple... Somebody who already crippled up and tossing him out of a moving car. He probably he probably didn't show him the, his um, um, handicap sticker because <laughs> I'm sure they would have been, took that into consideration. <laughs> oh, well, they seem to be those right. kind of people. Poor bastard can't even tuck tuck and roll. I mean, he just got to take no, it. Does he know? <laughs> got to take it face first on the concrete. <laughs> kind of fucked up animals are these. I don't know. I'm we're not, not laughing at, at the victim. We're, we're not laughing at the, at the victim. It's it just... <laughs> it's just absurd. You're crippled. You got yourself a van. I you have this whole vision of them releasing him in his wheelchair. Just... <laughs> See, like, rolling. Yeah. Roll behind the car. See, I got him for a little while. Aww. I got a vision that he don't even get... It. They don't even let him keep the wheelchair. Well... They got, just toss him and he hits like a sack of cement on a concrete. But in their defense, this was before the ADA Act. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah. That'd be a hate crime today. Yeah. Do you know that word? Mm-hmm. Harangue. Is that what that harangue. is? A harangue? It's like lemon harangue pie. <laughs> okay. Air well, then that makes, that makes sense in the context. Yeah. Then. Okay. So on July 2nd of 84, another Detroit couple was attacked in their home. Uh, they were savagely, savagely beaten with a pipe and subjected to an incoherent harangue. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you questioning my <laughs> script writing ability? I've questioned that several times. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. You Speaking got, of incoherent. It's on now. <laughs> I know. It's on now. Um, he, anyway, so he screamed at him about how blacks were forcing him to kill blacks. Black on black crime. Well, it's a problem. He obviously didn't know that Black Lives Matter. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And here's a, here's a funny oh, thing. Is, <laughs> I'm just saying. Nice. Well, and this black, is before that movement. In the, in the Black Cripples Matter. I mean, we got to start another movement. But they robbed them of 100 bucks and took their car. And, and here's a peculiar thing about them is that, you know, you hear these home invasion things. Yeah. Um, now, these, and when he came to Cincinnati, he was a white couple, but uh, he wasn't doing no raping then. He's just going to beat the hell out of people. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you got when you get there. If you got some old broad, you probably... But he, he had raped old women before. Yeah, I don't know. And no figuring pissy out. No. <laughs> Pissy's a loose cannon. Pissy was, <laughs> yeah. was a wild card, Jimmy. <laughs> was a loose cannon. So him and Brown then drove to Toodley-Doo, where Toledo? they... Toledo? Yes. <laughs> okay. Toledo, okay. Where they handcuffed and assaulted another couple in their home and stole their car. Seems to be a pattern. Uh, shortly thereafter, Coleman and a Toledo bartender exchanged shots when Coleman tried to abduct one of the bar's patrons. Well, good for him. Poor I mean, Otis. good for a bartender. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like a bar in here. Poor but. Otis sitting there at the bar. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> come, come with me. Yeah, the bartender's like, he ain't paid his tab. He ain't going nowhere. Right. So they made their way south. And about this time in Cincinnati, the mother of 15-year-old Tony Story reported that her daughter was missing. On July 7th of 84, Coleman and Brown spent the night with 30-year-old Virginia Temple and her 10-year-old daughter, Rochelle. The mother and daughter were soon to be raped and murdered, and their bodies were later discovered stuffed in a crawl space. Another black couple. It doesn't say. No, there were another black couple. Okay, well, I'm just saying, in my script, it doesn't say. No, because he is, and and the reason I tired this in, 
there was some kind of, of all the people they killed and did whatever to, he only raped black people. And there's a, when the FBI Quantico got into this, it's very much like the, because it's, it's very, statistically, it's an oddity for black people to be serial killers. It's it's not, you know, they're it's not representing. Kind of thing. Yeah. But, I had a Walter Williams from Atlanta. And that's that's what I mean. And yeah. when the FBI, when Quantico was doing their investigation on that, they came up with, you know, they always come up with white male in their 30s, but yeah. they came up with a black guy um, for Wayne Williams down in Atlanta, Wayne just Williams, like they came yeah. up with a black guy here because the victims were all black. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense since you're, you know, you're going to be living in that you know that community. Well, and that's what they said. Well, Wayne Williams is that a, a white man in that community would have stood out too much. They yeah. would have noticed it. But with this crazy son bitch, he was all over the place. Um, well, he was pissing. Well, he was busy. On July 11th of 84, the decomposing corpse of Donna Williams was discovered, and it was soon apparent that she'd been strangled to death with a pair of pantyhose. Was it her own pantyhose? Doesn't say. Just it, it, it's a regular old pair of legs. Okay. Uh, I used to the, like legs. They come in the, the little eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when they, they still have make the little those? elephant things. Yeah. Okay. Do they come in the egg thing? Yeah. Really? They I, did, like the, I think so. Remember I when a little kid used to say, look, mommy, it's an elephant, when she pointed to the woman whose stockings were falling down? Oh, uh, no, I don't, I don't remember that one. You don't remember that no, Okay, so Look that up, listeners. No, he's now, so Alton Coleman's now on... The 10 most wanted list. Yeah, he got on there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he made quite an impression. Yeah, with a bullet. On July 13, 1984, Marlene Walters became the first white victim. She was bludgeoned to death in her Norwood, Mm -hmm. Ohio home. Any relation, Chuck? Not at all, but I remember it very clearly. And uh, my lovely bride knew my lovely bride was living in Norwood at that time. Um, and it's a very small community here in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a neighborhood. Um, and believe she knew the family. Um, and, and this was this was terrifying when this oh, it was. happened because I it was so it was random serious. and it was so... Scary. I and they could be anywhere. And she was yeah. beaten so savagely. Marlene Walters was just I, beaten I, so savagely. I didn't move to Cincinnati until 86, but I remember when the trial and everything was... sixth grade. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I was 25, but I uh, I remember the trial, but I don't remember when the. Uh, I had just what what month did you move here, Timmy? Uh, maybe it's like July, August. I was going to school. That was when I was getting married to the missus. <sighs> Good okay. lord! All right, so her husband Harry somehow survived the attack. He was beaten pretty savagely, and he survived the attack and identified Coleman and Brown as the killers. On July 16, 1984, 45-year-old Olean Carmichael Jr., a Lexington political science college professor, was walking to his vehicle when the killer couple abducted him. So they were in Cincinnati, then they went down to Lexington, then they drove his car to Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, Cincinnati, and uh, the Cincinnati Lexington is about two hours, hour and a half, hour and, a half. Mm-hmm. and Dayton is about 45 minutes to an hour from Cincinnati. Yeah, north. North, yeah, different direction. So they drove his car to Dayton and locked him in the trunk, and they uh, he was found unharmed a couple hours later. Now that's just just rude. No, and I would protest because I would tell them that <laughs> I have I'm a little bit claustrophobic, and I would not want to be. Well, now they got it. the trunk release things. I don't know uh, if criminals know that, but you, you can't lock somebody in. A definitely, trunk. next time you're kidnapped, yeah, let them know. 
so they can make you as comfortable because, as possible. Because your comfort is the utmost well, concern. You might have a panic attack. Now, the colonel you might. kidnapped a few times. And you I, have, what I have that. found Why is... Why do they keep bringing you back? Is that if... Well, the colonel escaped. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a slithery little guy. He's a ninja. So I am ninja-like. And what you do is you say, look here, kidnapper. Uh, yeah. I know we got to do this. I well, you probably, in that situation, you wouldn't call him pissy. No, and I know it's nothing personal. You can go by his proper business. name. So how about you keep the duct tape? You don't put it on too tight. I ain't going yeah. nowhere. Keep the chloroform. I'm going to sit in the back seat. Not I ain't going to cause no problem. Chloroform's some good Don't shit. throw me in the trunk. Don't, don't put no chloroform on me. Just talk to me a little bit. I'll fall asleep. Let me watch you <laughs> on TV. Pretty much, well, yeah. Well, no, if, if you're in the back of a car, I mean, I can't go I can't go too miles <laughs> yeah. being a passenger in a car without uh, falling asleep. Snoring. So, yeah, it's all, all in how you approach the kidnapper. Well, so later that same day, an elderly minister and his wife were found battered in their Dayton home. A man of God. But no. they lived. Still, still, that's like stabbing the Pope. Yeah, it's uh, the minister's God. stolen station wagon was later recovered at a car wash in Indianapolis. Did he wash the car? Be- I don't know. Before he like, returned to. Um, let's see. We're 77 year old. Okay, so they're in Indianapolis, and now 77 year old Eugene Scott and his car are missing. Any relation? No. None to me either. Yeah, Scott and the Walters in this yeah. yeah. group. Victims. victims. Yeah. We're all victims. We're all victims so, of this. Dude, they're every fragging where. And they apparently don't, didn't know and, about that. And they the, don't apparently have any kind of uh, destination they or where they're going. Plan. They're just milling about <laughs> the you know tri-state area. Yeah, here. no real plan. Police soon found him dead in a ditch near Zionsville. His hands had been his hands had been slashed with a knife, and he'd been shot four times uh, in the head with a thirty-eight caliber. Four times in the head, really? You could survive I one shot. Now, in the head. let me tell you something about Zionsville. All right. Now, of this kills you're me. Tell me something about. This kills me every time I go Why to not? Chicago. Okay. Tell every us. time I go to Is Chicago. That in Indiana. Huh? Is Zionsville in Indiana? Yeah. Okay. And it's not far outside Indianapolis, and you're driving up to Chicago. Let me just say, if you're going to Indianapolis, Brad's Gold Club, best strip club in the whole state. Go ahead. Brad, Excellent. thank you. So you're going, to, you're going up to, uh, first time I, I was like, what the hell? Because you're going to uh, Chicago on 65. The first exit you see is Zionsville. You're like, well, that seemed a little insensitive. You know, I wonder if the... What the football team called. Um, and then, I ain't lying, <laughs> Zionsville, I mean, that yeah, right. it's, it's gives you some Jewish kind of, yeah. yeah. So the next town I see, the next exit I see, I am not lying to you, is Brownsville. Timmy, you can, uh, this is true, look it up on the, on the maps, listeners. Then the next exit you see is Whitestown. <laughs> it's like, so you're, you're, you think you're it's a implying, segregated there? You're implying there's some segregation going on in Indiana. Yeah, no, I'm not making this up. I got pictures of it to prove it. You go to Zionsville, then you got Brownsville, you then you photos. got Whitestown. Huh? Well, I, I had to take photos. It was so fascinating. I see the sign that says Brown, uh, Zionsville, three miles, Brownsville, eight miles, Whitestown, ten miles. I'm like, what the hell? So back in Waukegan. They're going to have Mexican, Mexicanville or whatever, you know, Pollock Town. I don't know what they're going to do, but. Okay. It just didn't seem Brandy. close to me. But please continue. So back in Waukegan, Coleman's 72-year-old grandmother issued a tape-recorded appeal. Alton, please, so, please, in Jesus' name, for God's sake, 
give yourself up so you can go and get well. Then he went to her house and oh. raped her. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, go ahead, continue. Please, you're killing me. I'm worried to death. So it was all about her, basically. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, well, she ain't the one going to prison. He clearly doesn't care about himself. Well, she didn't call him pissy anyway. Yeah. Well, so on July 18th of 1984 in Cincinnati, the partially nude, decomposing corpse of 15-year-old uh. Tony Story was found. She'd been raped, brutally stabbed, and shot twice in the head. This guy is a dick. Well, and little Miss Tagalong behind him, yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. okay. She's a dickette. Well, they, they made their way all a vagina. <clears throat> over the... And she now, is. remember, he's on the top ten wanted list. Right. So he gets back to Evanston, Illinois, which I spent a fair amount of time in, mm-hmm. with the boys being in college up there. Um, he walking across the street. You know, like nothing happening. He on the FBI most wanted list. Now remember, he's from Waukegan, Illinois. Yeah, so he's so this kind of his hometown. <clears throat> now someone from his old neighborhood pulls up to a red light. Here come Coleman and Brown just crossing the street. Like hey, there ain't mm-hmm. there a prayer and worry in the world. Uh, so, so he knew Coleman. So is he uh, the witness? Just, no, hey. the witness drove right to the gas station, called the police. Information got called. The police got called. They pulled into the area. and uh, Oh, I bet they were all over that. Mm-hmm. They were sitting on the bleachers in an empty park. And uh, the detectives said, you know, hey, come with us. And then they surrounded them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got a bunch of policemen at the park. They tried to, Brown tried to leave the park, but they stopped her. She kind of tried to walk off like she wasn't. Yeah, uh, like, oh, nothing to see here. I'm just <laughs> going to be. You must be looking for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, Pissy, I think this is where we part ways. We've <laughs> yeah. been having some problems. You know, uh, yeah. I want to think things through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to move on. Turn but the page. She had a gun in her purse. Uh, Coleman had no ID and denied he was even out in Coleman, but they were taken into custody. And the Evanston Police Department, which um, is a uh, very. Vigilant, I can tell you, police department because from I, your own personal a ticket. From my own personal experience, the colonel's up in up in uh, up in uh, Evanston. Mm-hmm. He's staying at a hotel, nice hotel. Yeah, uh, right by the Evanston Police Station. Right. Very very nice, beautiful beautiful park where mm-hmm. I'm at. I get up at six thirty in the morning. A beautiful summer day, um, and I. Uh, let the dog, I'm letting the dog run Rudy. through the park. Rudy. All of a sudden, I'm approached by not a police officer, not two police officers, but three police officers who say, sir, you cannot have a dog running free in the park. Well, yeah, there are rules, Colonel, even for I, you. I do understand. But, and I said, officer, uh, I understand you have rules here, but does this warrant three officers being here? And you know what the officer said to me? No, what did he say? He said, we got a call of a large, scary, vicious dog running about Rudy. the park. Yeah. Rudy. Running Bad about the park free. Rudy. And we had to come out and investigate. I said, well, officers, I sincerely apologize. Um, because in this park. Now, did they know your stature? In did this they know park, who you were? They did not even. And I said, what the hell kind of city you have that. I said, I'll, I'll get him on the leash and whatever. And he mm-hmm. said, well, the problem is we don't allow dogs in this park. I was like, what the hell kind of park you have? What kind of city you have that you don't allow park dogs in the park? Yeah. And um, 
I was like, you keeping the squirrels out too? I mean, what, what, you know what I mean? What, right. You keeping the birds out? What you doing? So uh, the officers, that was very nice, and they was, they was a little irritated by this whole call anyway. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I will get him on his leash, and I will get him out of here. And the officer looks at me and says, sir, I do not care what you do. He said, I got a call of a large, fierce dog running free about the park. I had to come and investigate it. Now, if I am to leave here in 15 minutes from now, get another call about a large, fierce dog running in this park, I will know that it is your dog, and I will ignore that call. <laughs> so so they let Rudy run. Because Rudy come running up to him, they get, right. naturally they fall in love with the dog, and they're like, you take over the whole park. Right. So anyway, um, it's the Evanston Police, the very, very fine police department. Um, so they were taken into custody. Coleman says, oh, that wasn't even me. They strip search him, of course, and they find a steak knife in between two pairs of sweat socks he's wearing. Now, who who wears two pairs of sweat socks? Well, probably because he don't want the blade to cut into his... No, because he's still pissy and it's got to absorb the stuff running down his leg. <laughs> Might be it. So, now, when they, when they got taken into custody, they had a shopping bag for different T-shirts and caps. It was learned that the pair stopped every three or four blocks as they walked and changed shirts and caps. Sure. Now, that's not suspicious behavior. Well, not only is it suspicious, but, you know, that's a lot of laundry. Yeah. Well, police discovered some bloodstained knives, a thirty-eight caliber snub revolver on the couple. I mean, they was just, they, they was a yeah. walking armory. I don't um, think they thought anything through at all. No, now a week after they get arrested here, uh, more than 50 law enforcement officials from Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio met to plan a strategy for prosecuting Coleman and Brown. Because yeah, because they got dead bodies strung uh, all across the Midwest. And in, in, what, in, the, in the thing that we didn't cover in that, uh, in the Walters thing, mm-hmm. um, the way that they got into the house is Walters had a small pop-up camper for sale. Mm-hmm. And they had it out in, a, on a, in their driveway on the curb. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had it on the curb there. And they knocked on the door saying they were interested in a camper. And so they invited him into the home. And mm-hmm. um, aside from stabbing, Coleman had this ugly habit of beating people with a pipe. So all these that. people that got Bad beat habit. to death with pipes. Really is. Um, that, it was kind of like on Home Alone. Don't forget, we're the wet bandits, you know. He, mm-hmm. was, he was the pipe beater. Mm-hmm. So all these law enforcement people know that they probably got something here. And uh, yeah, and, and U.S. Attorney Dan Webb said, we, we are convinced the prosecution in Ohio can most quickly and likely result in the swiftest imposition of the death penalty against Alton Coleman and Deborah Brown. So they decided to try him in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, the manhunt was over. Um, the couple, they suspected of at least eight murders, tons of abductions, a bunch of sexual assaults, random beatings, theft, and all kinds of stuff, whatnot. I mean, it was just... The, a two-person, and she was really borderline retarded. She I mean, was. She really was. Yeah, she was. She um, was. And it really, that's what saves her life, but I don't want to. So when the trials, before the trial began, <clears throat> the, they signed legal documents entering them into a common-law marriage. Now, during separate trials, um, and, and the strongest case they had was the one here in Cincinnati, um, both Coleman and Brown were convicted of first-degree murder in the death of Marlene Walters in Norwood. 
Um, so Coleman got the death penalty. He was sentenced to die, and Deborah was sentenced to life in prison. Now, the, sh- the jury, they, this is what they couldn't believe. The jury, on the penalty phase, Brown took the stand and insisted that she alone had killed Mrs. Walters. Yeah, she wanted credit. <clears throat> she wanted credit. And she, this is what she said. I killed the bitch and I don't give a damn. I had fun out of it. Now, she, you know, she she another one. Usually the Colonel Justice name did a man. Yeah. I give her the Colonel Justice, too. How, what would you do with her? Um, I would, you know what I think I'd do to her first, Timmy? I think what I'd do, I'd tie her to a tree, cover her genitalia with honey. Uh-huh. It had to be in the summertime. Like a poo bear? Like a poo bear. Let the insects get to it and gnaw on it. Right. Then eventually she's gonna get some some open wounds there. Then the bear's gonna come after her. First the foxes and the rats and the barmints they're gonna pick at her. Then the I'm sorry buzzard's I asked gonna this come question. down. Okay, the buzzard's gonna yeah. come down and they're gonna start picking because they go after the soft flesh first. So they're gonna pluck her eyes out. She won't be able to see all this, but she'll still be alive to feel it. Okay, um, I'm sorry I asked. Continue, Colonel. Okay, well the, you asked about Colonel Justice. I, know, so I was just I telling know. you. Um, My bad. Yeah, it was. But regardless of her her confession, her lover, Pissy, lover. was sentenced to death. Aw. Now, we also have Tani's story. Now, she's a girl, younger 15-year-old girl here in Cincinnati. Um, they were both convicted and sentenced to death on that one. So, Col- so Brown did get the death penalty. Um, during the trial, Coleman boasted that if he had not been so mentally exhausted when arrested, that he would easily have killed the officers. It's hard to believe that uh, somebody named Pissy going to take off. I think Pissy takes on uh, kids and elderly people and, elderly and people, handicapped yeah. people. That's what <clears throat> Pissy does. Now, the next trial took place in Indiana, um, where the couple were both sentenced to death for the murder of Tamika Turk. Um, but the reason they did Ohio was because, you know, we don't tend to mess around with... We're not quite like Texas, but we tend to not screw around with the death penalty. You wait on death row for a certain amount of time, and you're going to get the death penalty. Mm-hmm. It ain't like California where you got 30 years and you probably ain't ever going to get it. You get the death penalty, and, and one of the things listeners may not know is that uh, when you take counties in the country, um, there are only three counties, and they're all in Texas— that have a higher uh, death penalty rate than we do in, in Hamilton, Hamilton County. In Hamilton County. Cincinnati. Hamilton, and, yeah, when, in Cincinnati. If you commit a murder in Cincinnati, the prosecutors will, anytime they can, go after the death penalty on you. Mm-hmm. And they win most of the time. Um, so anyway, now we're back in Waukegan. Coleman gets sentenced to death again by lethal injection for the murder of Anita Wheat. And during that trial... Coleman told the jurors, I don't want mercy. I'm a dead man. I'm dead already. You're talking to a dead man, not a live man. Well, you're talking to Pissy is who you're talking to, you little cowardly bastard. But, uh, and, and, and he need Colonel Justice, too. Yeah, he did. He did. <clears throat> I think with him, um, you know what I think I'd do with him first? Asodomize him? No, you know what? I would duct tape his hands and legs together. Or his hands together, his ankles together, mm-hmm. his wrists together, and then I toss him out of a moving van. And then go back, pick him up, and do that. Go back and pick him up. Good Just idea. it's like this: is what you did to that poor bastard? Did I beat him with a pipe? Some 
Um, maybe I don't know, stab him a little bit. Won't stab him too stab deep. Stab him a get, little bit. I mean, I just stab him like in the just thighs. Just a little bit stabby. Stab him in the ass cheeks because that stuff hurts, man. Stab him in the toes. Give him a bunch of paper cuts. Poke him in the eye real good. Paper cuts. Um, it's <laughs> a bitch. You know what I do? I give him paper cuts and make him wash his hands all the time. Paper cuts all over his fingers. And eat french fries. He eat french fries. Yeah, McDonald's yeah. french fries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, go back to the shoving the red hot poke up his ass. Right, right. That's, you're, that's, you're, you're, that's you're my standing. standby. Yeah, you stand Shove a red hot poke up his ass. So anyway, prosecutors believe that Coleman was the only man in the United States under four separate death sentences at one time. Well, you um, got that to be proud of. Yeah, now, there were uh, no plans to prosecute Coleman or Brown in the remaining deaths in the Midwest murder spree because they yeah, had all I, I, And I understand that because of the expense and all that, but you feel bad for those people who died and really got no justice. I mean... Yeah. You know what I mean? They, there is no closure for them. I now, mean, in June of 1997, Deborah Brown does something really weird. She's, she's at the Ohio Reformatory for Women in Marysville, Ohio. She launches this campaign to try to overturn her death sentence in Indiana, where she's the only female among 51 death penalty, or, um, you know, 51 people under active death sentences. Mm-hmm. Now, Alton, he meets his match and meets Baker. his fate in 19, April, I'm sorry, April 26, 2002, at the Southern Ohio Correction Facility in Lucasville, Ohio. Right outside my hometown of Portsmouth. Yep, they gave him a lethal injection there. Um, Reginald Wilkinson, he was the, and wasn't Reginald the mayor, or not the mayor, but the warden when um, they had some riots somewhere? I, you know, I actually, they after, did have riots at Lucasville. after I graduated from University of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I applied for, I had, I had two friends who were social workers there, and I had my degree in social work, and I applied for a job there at Lucasville, and I took the tour. They showed me the uh, death chamber and all that, and uh, <clears throat> the thing that stood out to me the most was just how how loose everything was. I mean, people, you know, the inmates are just walking around, basically. You know, you always get a picture in your mind of inmates being in their cells and all. And, I mean, these guys are huge, and they're just walking around, and I'm like, you know, I was like five, five or whatever. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. And, um... You still are. I know, but my point being about, uh, I didn't get the job, and then about two years later, they had the riots there, in which uh, guards yeah. were killed. Yeah. That, there was a, I mean, that was a, was a horrible riot. Mm-hmm. It was a long stand. Mm-hmm. There was a, how many guards were killed? There were two guards, I th- guards I killed? I believe at least two, and the, and the, uh, a couple, yeah. there were a couple people, uh, a couple of uh, inmates that received a death penalty for that were executed. But I think there was about four, yeah, and they got executed quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they got put executed them in, very, very quickly. Uh, they put them in the express lane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get, they, got the, they got the speed pass on yeah. that one. Now, Deborah Brown's an interesting one. Now, um, and Reginald Wilkinson, he was a director at Ohio uh, Prisons. He said Coleman had not, never really directly expressed any remorse for the killings, but he admitted what he'd done in his own convoluted way. So he gets his final meal. Coleman, he orders a well-done filet mignon with mushrooms. Um, See, I don't, fried like, chicken I don't like fish. I don't like fish. What the fuck filet is that? Mignon filet mignon. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Go ahead. Jackass. Uh, he wanted a salad with French dressing, sweet potato pie with whipped cream, French fried collard greens, onion rings, cornbread, broccoli with melted cheese, 
Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get a tummy ache. Tummy ache. Yeah. <laughs> and wash it down with a cherry coke. Now here's an interesting. I would have got him a regular here. coke just to be pissy. I'd have got asshole. him a diet coke. I'd have got him a diet coke. <laughs> well, yeah. After he eats all that. And stuff. you know what I'd have done? I'd have got him a can and shook it up real good before <laughs> I got it. Yeah. When he opened it up, just blow up all over him like. Well, he's obviously like going to get indigestion. Yeah, you know, but you know what'd be funny about it, Tim? It's like Alton, you getting the death penalty tonight? You you nervous? Everything all right? You scared? You nervous? No, I'm cool. I'm all right. Everything fine with me. And then he opened up the pop that exploded, and he'd be like, ah! <laughs> all over the place. I think that'd be funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, pissy Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And and it was said here. Um, you know, they sent a pastor into him. Yeah, um, and a man of God. And don't forget, he beat, he beat a pastor damn near to death. Right, he stole his car. And his pastor left it at the car wash. Without <laughs> washing it. Yeah, and, and and if you think, um, the pastors stick together. Yeah. So when he came... They have a union. Uh, when he came to talk to Alton Coleman, he told him, he said, you know, you what you can look forward to, son, is a lifetime of damnation, hellfire, sodomy, all the time. And Alton Coleman said, well, I would like to repent and, you know, have my sins forgiven. And the pastor said, no, I do not accept your repentance. You get in hellfire, damnation, and sodomy. I don't him. think that's his call, though. That's not pastor's call. I think it is their call. I think they're the gatekeepers. <clears throat> they are the gatekeepers. The pastor refused to give him. Well, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying I, it's, it's, I he should have appealed that. No, and here, and here's the other yes. thing that um, that was never noted in this is that when you go in, you, you because they want you to confess and you know clean yeah. your conscience right. too. So he was alone, but don't forget they wouldn't let you leave him alone unhandcuffed. Right, which is a good thing. Yeah, you remember those old blackjack things, leather covered yeah. things. He, yeah, the pastor had a blackjack. He beat right. the hell out of him, Coleman with it. Good for him. Yeah. Okay, That's I made all of, that part up. I know you more did. Interesting. I know you did. But anyway, um, <clears throat> now, but here's the, here's the thing about Deborah Brown. Yeah. Our governor in Ohio at the time, Dick Celeste. Dick Celeste before he dicks you. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Celeste on his uh, last week of office, well, last one one or two days or so. Commuted her sentence from death to um, life, but it, strangely, he did not do life without parole, mm-hmm. um, which makes a big difference here. Sure, because now she had the death penalty and she got to commute it to life, and life without parole in Ohio has to be sentenced by a jury. You can't get a, a commute. You can't commute the sentence to life without parole. It can be life, but not life without parole. Right. So. She wasn't going to get the death penalty in Ohio, but if they release her in Ohio, she got the death penalty in uh, in um, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. So or Illinois. Yeah, and Illinois. So she's she kind of screwed if Ohio released her. If she her, would ever get out, she uh, would. Indiana would face snatch the, her up. Um, yeah, they would snatch um, her up. So she's like, I'm good. No, yeah. no, no, no parole for me. <laughs> and I'm. Parole, no, she comes walking in with the, the parole hearing, throwing her own feces yeah. at the people and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, she and, and she said, I don't, as she said, she remains unrepentant for her acts, um, and she's currently in the Ohio Reformatory for Women. Um, I believe you spent about a year there, didn't you? Yeah, know? she did. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that. 
And, yeah, she still faces the death penalty in Ohio. Alton Coleman, he down somewhere down below where the devil is. Not the devil. Next to me, the real devil. devil, The The devil devil. that she She's just an agent. She's just an agent. Yeah, she's just his agent on earth. Um, So you may run into him down there. He being leaned over a sawhorse right now, sodomized by the devil himself. That would be good. Um, So Deborah Brown is still institutionalized, so... Our listeners can write her if they choose to do so. I can't believe you haven't written her yet. No, no, thank you. She's not attractive. Now, if she was hot, if she was hot, that would be a different story. It would be a different story. Brandy, any final thoughts on pissy Alton Coleman? Fuck those guys. That was bullshit. I remember that. I remember everybody being scared to death. I wasn't scared. No, because uh, clearly you're, you know, got ninja skills. I'm you're a colonel. badass. I'm the colonel. But I was in the fourth grade. Now, I understand that you are a lot older than me, but I was young, and it was scary. So I wasn't scared. Right. So, and no, no that, final thoughts? No, evidently not. I was walking around hoping they'd try to grab Chuck me. Chuck wasn't scared. I was walking around thinking, you grabbed a little tiny colonel. I'll put a foot right up your Alton Coleman ass. Pissy. Pissy, yeah. You know what? They won't call you pissy anymore because I will yank that some bitch off, shove it in your ear, send you about See, your you're way. you're just yamma, 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 yamma. So, I'm Colonel, any final thoughts? No, he has no final thoughts. Um, I, I, I want to give a, a special shout-out to Omar. He wrote, uh, he sent us a nice message on Facebook, and I forgot to give him a shout-out early in the show. So, Omar, thank you very much for listening. He especially likes Colonel Justice. Well, I, I think there should be Colonel Justice. I think there needs to be a reality TV show called Colonel Justice. Yeah, you know what I wish I'm is fair. like. You know, watching the Republican debate the other night, I was thinking mm-hmm. it, it should be. They should just do like a Hunger Games, right? And then that's what all, I think. Yeah. yeah, and just put them all on TV and let them like who the last one standing, whoever survives this, then they're your nominee. And that you know what? That's what I told. Uh, but you know, if it was Hillary and Bernie doing that, I'm not sure. But, they're all polite to each well, other. Well, and like and, you have, and I can't imagine Bernie runs very well at his age, nor nor Hillary. But you know, Marco Rubio, I bet he's pretty quick. And you know Ted Cruz, he, he'll go to any lengths to get, you know. To, yeah, but you know what? Ted Cruz would be a dead giveaway because that's some bitch. He got to eat every three hours. Oh, I my mean, God. Every three hours. No. Some bitch got to eat. Please sign uh, off. Uh, okay, Carl, we got to get finding out. him wandering around, picking. Please. And don't forget to have Why poison berries that? on that. It tricked him. Yeah, so. that's true. Why poison, do you do that? He, he did mention the poison berries. Yeah. Okay. They had the poison <laughs> berries seen, on there. I've seen Hunger Games, too. Okay, so, uh, Brandy, any um, nice words uh, you would like to give to me? No. <laughs> Say something nice to your producer this holiday season. No, we got another show before. I don't want to say it now, and then it's ruined. All right. Colonel, any nice words you have for me? Why are you... Wait a minute. Here's my thing. Why He's, like, begging for confidence. Well, like, you guys, it doesn't work that way. You get... You got on Facebook and on Twitter. You get... Your Twitter was broken last night, I know, but you get nice comments. The colonel gets the colonel gets nice comments. So I'm just saying this is not. You just want your love. I want some love here. You know, okay, I'll, uh, and I'll tell you, listen, isn't I, Timmy's not a bad guy. And, and <laughs> as, as, well, I, as I said you, on Twitter last night, you know, Randy's Twitter is. We broke. do a lot of joking around on this show, and I know I joke with the devil, but deep down, she's a horrible person. I mean, you know, it's, it's not on the things. surface. Yeah, it's not surface. Deep down, she's a bad, bad, bad person. 
Right. You know, in, in the example, are you she kick a puppy. She'd kick a puppy. If a puppy were here right now. She would kick a crippled puppy. She she tossed a crippled puppy out of a van. Yeah. And she's a terrible person. Now, Timmy, on the other hand, he just, uh, he's a little bit neurotic, but he's a nice guy. Thank so you, So give Colonel. Timmy a little bit of love on the Facebook page. You can Thank skip you, over the devil. Try not to be so hard. Look, I'm trying to turn the devil into a good person here. Okay, I'm hoping by <laughs> osmosis she become a little bit more like the colonel. Yeah, um, we all <clears throat> we all hope that. Yeah, and and it's worked. I mean, when you think about because you you remember when we first started doing oh, this podcast? Oh, well, yeah, she was. You I know, mean, she was just so no, mean and well, so. She was. And at least she tries to hide it now. Yeah. You well, know? at least she's have some self awareness before she had none. It had none. No, she just thought that it was like she was raised with wolves, and that's yeah. how. No, this is how you suppose that. Yeah. Acceptable social social norms were things we had to teach the devil. Right. Um, and you two she, sons of bitches! I and, swear, and to God. You, you've come a long way. <laughs> He's making sense. He makes I'm, no sense. And I'm proud of you. I have to do. I do say you're a horrible person, but I'm proud of you. You're, you're, you're on, on the, a long way. You're on the right track, though. Yeah. Oh, suck it. Well, All right, see. everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dreams. That's gratitude. Say goodbye, everyone. Good Bye. day. Good day. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.